Welcome back to Public Servants Announcement. And we are back again with another phenomenal guest that I know personally and that I've met through basketball, but have learned kind of a lot about. He's more than just a basketball coach. He also does refereeing. He's also a father. And I've heard two rumors about him that I may have dreamed up. And so these may be true. They may not be true. But I've also heard that he is a pastor and an author. And so in introducing himself, I'm going to let him clear up those rumors or see if I just made those up in my head. We have Mr. Corey Terrell. Yeah, man. I'm uh, glad that you, you invited me on your show, man. Um, yeah, some of those are true. One, maybe not. Well, actually... The only one that wasn't correct is author. My wife is actually an author. Oh. Um, she is on, she's actually about to launch her second book. But um, yeah, man, uh, we do do ministry. Um, I speak the word of God as the Lord gives it to me. Um, we help out with the homeless. You know, we have a help for the hopeless uh, ministry where we get out in the streets, man, and we go feed and pray for people and, just lay hands and just give words of encouragement. Um, we even give out a few dollars if we have it on hand. And uh, man, yeah, just serving the people. Um, yeah, man, I love being a coach, um, a dad, a father. Um, and the refereeing is fun too. <laughs> That's good. So let's let's plug your wife's books real quick. What what are the name of her books? Where can people um, find them? Her first book is My Faith is Stronger Than My Fears. You can get it on Amazon um, or at your local bookstores. Um, and her second book is um, Consecrating with the Lord. It is a personal diary book that uh, filled with the word of God where you can get personal. It's a 30-day read, um, and it helps you draw closer to God personally, intimately. And you can take notes and um, just write down what you receive, the revelation you receive as you read. So it's it's a good read. Uh, it will be dropping within the next few weeks. Okay, okay. So hopefully by the time this gets out, it's already out. Y'all can go get those two books. Uh, my Faith is Stronger Than My Fears and Consecrating with the Lord. Oh, uh, yes. And you can go to biggameministry.com. Um, um, to our website, www.biggameministry, and you can order also off of there. Gotcha, biggameministry.com, and I'll make sure to put that link in the show notes just in case y'all forget to do it when you're listening. Okay, yes, so I'm glad I wasn't too far off I because I was talking to my friend right before we started, and I was like, I've heard these two things, but I also could have dreamed them and just, translated them into real life and never really heard them in real life but yeah. and I, I couldn't tell you where I heard them I couldn't tell you how I heard them I just in my head I was like I think Tori's a preacher too and I yeah. think he, he has some affiliation with book writing okay yeah. so big game ministries is your is your ministry yes sir how did you get started in that um actually man um just in the time of um, COVID and when it hit and the time that it hit. And um, I always knew the Lord. I always had a relationship with him. But in that moment um, of the shutdown, the lockdown, everybody's at home, people was in fear. 
And um, man, a lot of people was talking and was just, um, everybody was trying to figure out what's next, what we should we do, what's going on. And it wasn't on my heart, on my mind to do ministry. Um, and in that midst of that, I had one of my basketball players, um, his father died. His father just got released from prison and he was actually probably home maybe a week, uh, no, maybe a month or two. And he had a bad car wreck and it broke my heart um, just to see that kid go through that because I've dealt with that also with my son and his mom passing away when he was six. So it just reminded me of the feelings and emotions that I know a kid would go through. And I just cried out to God and I just asked God, I said, the Lord, it's a lot going on right now. Um, I, my heart is hurting for this child. And I ask that you use me. Give me the words to say. I do whatever you ask me um, or whatever you assign me to do. But I need you to be with me. So in the midst of that, I was able to be there with the kid when his mama revealed to him that his mom, had, his dad had passed. And also God told me to start a prayer hour. Uh, on Facebook Live, and it just started off, hey, everybody, let's go live at 7 o'clock, check in with me, I'm going to go live, everybody check in, and we're going to spend however much time you need to pray to God in, in whatever situation, we know it's COVID, we know people getting fired, we know sickness is flying around, and uh, it went from that, man, to God giving me a word to speak now, it went from a prayer hour to now he's telling me to speak certain words, and it was so consistent, that um, it was up to like four or 5,000 people checking in to, for the prayer hour. And it blew my mind. So I said, okay, Lord, this is what you want. And I do it. I asked for it. And he gave it to me, man. And it just went from there. So do you still do the prayer hours? Yes. Actually, we have services now. So the Lord has increased us. Um, we actually have live services um, on... Tuesdays and Thursdays. We have Bible studies on Wednesdays. Like right now, my wife is hosting Bible study in the living room. So, um, yeah, man, it's still going. Where can we access this? Because I had no idea this was going on. Where, where can we access well, Tuesday can... and Thursday services and Wednesday Bible studies? Yes. Okay. So uh, services are at 7 o'clock p.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, live on Facebook at Big Game Ministries. Um, you can look us up on, on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Um, and we broadcast live on YouTube. So um, you can catch us all, on all those platforms at 7 p.m., between 7 p.m., 7.30, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And Wednesdays at 7 o'clock, we have a Zoom Bible study. So it's more intimate, it's more personal. Um, and you actually get to speak in the live and, and in the Zoom and just communicate what the Lord revealed to you, what you studied. So it's a good atmosphere to be in. That I'm I'm learning. I'm learning. I did I didn't know any of this. Okay. Yeah. So this is gonna be a little different than I thought it was gonna be. We will touch on basketball, I promise. Just yeah. right here at the beginning. That's gonna have to wait for a second. So Right when COVID started, you said you started your ministry with prayer hour and then it increased into services. What were there any setbacks in starting the prayer hours? Uh, no, 
there were no setbacks, man. It was amazing. It was an amazing experience because I saw a brand new thing in God. Um, I saw, um, you know, the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I actually, me and my wife actually tasted it. We tried his word. We, we trusted his word. And he showed us that he is good. So it wasn't no setbacks. It was only increase. Um, it went from 200 people to 400 people to 1,000 people to 2,000. Um, but what I will say is the only thing that felt like a setback was as the world opened back up, people start going back to the world right um and they left that place of um intimacy with god and giving him his time so the numbers faded down but we kept going because god gave us an assignment and we on the assignment right so did you have any personal um reluctancies when you started like maybe i shouldn't be the one doing prayer hour or anything like that um no um god poured out his spirit on me man and he allowed me to not have any regrets um he allowed me to not even think about my past um he told me that he made me brand new he said i made you when we come to christ we become a new creation so all, all old things are passed away um he has wiped our sins away. He has, um, he says your slate is clean, as white as snow. You can't, you know, he don't remember him. So he just allowed me to go forward uh, with the judgmental people, whoever had something to say. It was, I didn't feel anything. All I felt was his presence. And man, in God's presence is everything, man. It is, it definitely. So all, so your, your whole ministry, the big game ministry, the services, the Bible study, that part is online. Yes, and sir. And y'all do community service out in the communities. Yes. So if people wanted to partner with y'all, how do they do that? How do they go about doing that? Um, you can actually send us an email um, at Big Game Ministry. Um, you can inbox us on Facebook. Um, we actually have a number. I will get it for you in a second. And you could just reach out and um, send us a message, an email to, you know, let us know you want to partner with us. We explain to you what we do, how we go about doing it. And, uh, man, we're welcome to partner with anyone that is ready to do the Lord's work, the Lord's will, and just get out here and save souls for the Lord, you know? Absolutely. Okay, so now let's transition a little bit. So you coach <laughs> basketball, you referee basketball. What got you into that? Uh well I grew up in sports man I was I was that guy in my day so <laughs> I know a lot of people say that but I really was you know um I came up playing bitty basketball St Phillips in uh South Dallas um I actually played football too I was in sports all the way up um through high school and everything so I always was a um a younger kid but played with the older guys. And that elevated me all the way through high school. I was a freshman on varsity. Um, so I was very experienced and, and and had the confidence at a young age, man. And I just felt that was my, that's my first love. That was my first love. Um, and 
had a little tragedy, man, my senior year, man. I told my ACL and that kind of put a mute to everything. And that was a one dark space in my life. Uh, when you're not able to play the thing that you love, you know. Talk about that, because everybody hasn't gone through a tragic injury that literally takes you from because I remember being in sports and I remember when I realized I could no longer do sports the way I felt like I should be able to do sports. Right. Tell people what that felt like for you. Um, it was heartbreaking. It was my senior year and it was the beginning of the season. So I played like two regular season games and, um, and it was against Lincoln high school. If anybody knows anything about, uh, Dallas, Texas, man, Lincoln High School is a very well-known school that won a couple of national championships. And we was playing against them, man, gym full of people, man, and you couldn't even sit down in the gym. And it just broke my heart, man. I was I was in a dark place. I, I don't actually, hate you, but is this Lincoln High School with Chris Bosch? It was the game against him. Okay. so that's Against him dollar. and Brian Hopkins and, yeah. So this is a squad, squad. This is it's not yes. just regular Lincoln High School. No, this was a squad. <laughs> I mean, this was the same year they won state. Um, and man, we was beating them by seven points in the third quarter. And man, told that ACL man, I was broken hearted. I was, I went, I actually went into a place of depression, man. man. I went into a place of depression. At a young age, uh, I didn't have a father at home, so I didn't have any much uh, encouragement from a male that was at home. So, man, it, it, it took me to a bad place in my life. How did you get out of there? Because now now you're encouraging kids. You're, you're pushing kids. And, and I know uh, your team, so I know you don't get – I know where you coach, so you coach in an affluent area. But your right. kids are driving in with you in your in the backseat of your car because they're not coming from where you coach. So right, you right. get from torn ACL, battling depression to inspiring kids as a coach. Um, it was actually my kids. Um, after I began to have kids and they start to grow up and they want to play sports and they want to duplicate the things that I did. Um, I found my love for the sport through the children. I lost love for it because I couldn't do it. I didn't get to go to college, but I found love in just watching my kids have the desire to want to play basketball and, and be great at it. And, and I prayed to God about it. And this is before ministry and everything. I always had a relationship. And I was just like, okay, Lord, thank you for giving me this fire back. Um, so to a kid that may have that may have been through what I've been through or may face what I'm going, I went through, I would say, be encouraged. Do not stop. Do your therapy, work on, keep working. The things that you can work on, work on them. Um, like I know you can't walk for a while, but still watch the game, um, study the game, um, dribble the ball, uh, don't give up. Because that giving up space means that the time that you take off, time is still going. And we one thing we can't get back is time. And uh, just don't give up on your dreams, you know? Absolutely. So I record these faster than I put them out because they come out one a week, but this is the third one I'm recording. You were the fourth right. person in a row that has brought up 
time and how you have to manage time and you can't get it back. So you have to really occupy, occupy your time with positive things and yes. make sure that every moment of every day you are striving towards your goal. Um, yes. Just in, in the sake of time, because if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards because time is moving forward. Correct. And that's important to me. Um, I just wanted to highlight that. But I also want to highlight, you said you all, even before you started ministry, you've always had a relationship with God. How how easy or difficult is it to cultivate and sustain that relationship with God? Um, it's actually easy um, because God's, um, his arms are always open. His, his door is always open. Um, a lot of people condemn themselves and think other people are talking about them, but you're holding yourself back from moving forward. Um, so I, it's easy, but God is always there. He's always ready to pick us up. He's already, he, he's our father. He loves us. And we, as parents, we know how much we love our kids. They can do so much wrong, but we still love them. Um, they could be disobedient at times, but we still love them. Um, and that's the way God is. He still loves us. Um, he's waiting to hear from us. Um, and it's just like us as parents. We can't wait till our kids want to come and have a conversation with us about anything right. and just hold that conversation. And that's how God is. He, he, he ready to have that conversation with us. And he's open. The Bible says bring everything to him. Lay your burdens at his feet. Anything that's on your mind, your concerns, your worries, your desires. Bring it to him because he's the one that's going to bring it to fruition. He's the one that's going to bring it to pass. So it's very easy to cultivate that relationship, man, because he's always there, even in your worst time. Absolutely. So how how important do you think church is to your relationship to God? Um, Church is very important. Um, but I want to say church the way people think of church is a building church is the people it is the body of christ um the building is the sanctuary uh that's where we go gather and fellowship but but you are the church i am the church um we are the body of christ so i would say have a personal relationship with god first um and then fellowship with others you know, try to have that fellowship with God first by yourself. And if that's hard to do, then you get around those like-minded that wants to have a relationship with God or who already have a relationship with God. And then you go to the church and, and you go there. So how would you suggest someone who knows God, but mm -hmm. doesn't have that relationship? Like they know of him, they believe in him, they want to have a relationship, but they don't know how to start the process. What would your instructions to them be? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I would say first, you know, if you know God, always go to him personally. Go to him personally. Ask him for directions. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. He said, knock and the door will be answered. Seek and you will find, you know. So I would say read the Bible. Read the Bible, pray to God, and get around those people who can guide you, can help guide you in this walk. 
and God is going to reveal himself to you and that relationship is going to grow. Um, Jesus is the bridegroom. We are the bride. Um, he awaits for us. He's waiting for us. Um, and he's giving us time right now to have that relationship with him, to allow him to clean us up on the inside. And once he continues to clean us up and we understand through his word, um, the relationship just grows, just like a marriage. When you first get married, it don't mean that everything is perfect. Them two people have to grow together, learn together, learn each other ways. Um, and that's how God wants to, Jesus wants to be in a relationship with him to grow with him and not outside of him. So just get personal with God. It's going to grow. And um, yeah. Okay. So you brought up the Bible again. And so this is one of them questions and y'all can't see me on the podcast, but I'm smiling big because this is one of those questions where I anticipate the person will say, mm, don't, don't let leave that in there. So I'm letting y'all know ahead before I ask the question, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. Do you believe everything in the Bible? Yes, I do. I believe everything. I believe the, the scriptures are true. Um, yes, I believe the whole Bible. So when you get people that come to you oppositionally and they say things like, well, the Bible was written by man. How do we know that they didn't put their spin on it? Or the Bible that we read is translated X number of times. How do we know that it's what, even if the original writers of the Bible got a message from God and wrote exactly what God told them, how do we know that the translators had that same favor? What do you um, say to those people? I say... That's why God blesses us and he anoints us with his Holy Spirit. The Bible says, I will send the advocate, the Holy Spirit, and he will teach you all things. So regardless of what people say about what men wrote, uh, but the Bible says that every, every word is the breath of God. And the Holy Spirit will lead us to all truth. The Holy Spirit, we feel with the Holy Spirit as we read his word, he will reveal himself to us. The Bible says in Jeremiah 33 and 3, call out to me and I will show you, show you unsearchable things that you do not know. You have to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that he can show you things that you do not know. Um, it's the Holy Spirit, man, that, that teaches us all things and guides us to and through all things. So where do you go to hear from God? What's your, what's your quiet place to really connect one-on-one -on -one with him? Um, sometimes it's my closet and, um, sometimes it's my car, um, because I'm by myself on my phone. Um, I feel comfortable in there. I can speak and, um, talk. Nobody's have to hear me or I don't have to lower my voice. Um, and I can say what needs to be said is just me and him. Um, so I would say my car, the shower. It's, it's intimate, you know, you can speak, you can talk, you can let loose what you need to let loose. You can ask God for what you need. You can ask for guidance. Um, it's a secret place. God said he'll meet you in the secret place, somewhere that is designated especially for him. Okay. 
So how do you use your ministry? Because I know you personally. So in my head, I feel like the pastor part was just me seeing you and interacting with you. And I just assumed. So how do, how do you translate that? Or do you feel like you have to shift um, pastor Tory to coach Tory? How do you work both realms at the same time? Um, you include God in everything that you do. Um, you never leave him out. So I was just, um, like I teach our boys that, you know, we pray before each game. Um, it gets challenging because, you know, we, we, we athletes and we get excited and, you know, we talk loud, we yell. Um, but um, God is with you everywhere you go, once you're in relationship with him. So he understands who you are. Um, so it gets challenging at times because we're so excited and we love the game. We love the sport and we're trying to teach discipline and, you know, dealing with young boys, sometimes you have to be aggressive uh, with those kids. Um, but um, it's easy though, man. Uh, I love it because God even talks to you while you're, while you're coaching. Um, he know how to pull you back and say, hold on, no, tell him this, you know, uh, Give him some encouragement in this, you know, uh, discipline him this way, not the typical get a paddle. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So uh, it's, it's, it's very challenging, but I love it, man. God is with you everywhere you go. Right. And I think you've been a referee long enough to remember the way I used to coach. And right. I, I told people before my coaching style changed after I rededicated myself to having a relationship with God. Amen. Like I used to stand on the side. I used to scream the whole time. And I, right. and it's not something I did intentionally. Like I didn't go and like take coaching classes. I don't do meditation before games, just in games. Right. I'm a calmer human because I feel like I kind of just let God lead the way in all right. of life. And it translates right. into coaching. Yes, sir. Yes, and, sir. And so I, I, I asked because I wanted to know, is it just me? Or is, is that something that everybody feels once you really have dedicated yourself to being of God and having a true relationship with him? Is that something that just changes who you are fundamentally? Yes. Um, yes, man. Being with Christ, man, and, and studying his word, um, he renews our mind. Um, he transforms us from the inside out. So things that we may have said before we wouldn't say because the Bible teaches us a better way. Um, the Bible teaches us to be humble. Um, the Bible says, be anxious about nothing. You know, we can't be overly excited by something. So that's when we make mistakes. That's when we probably say the wrong thing. We move too fast. Um, and I believe that um, our speech is re re um, it is received differently when we're not in the flesh. So when we're in the spirit, we operate in the spirit, we're calm, we're humble. I believe any message that we give will be received better than us being in the flesh, operating out of anger and frustration and, and just uh, confusion, you know. 
So yeah, it would it would transfer over to your coaching. You would coach totally different. Not all the way different, but it will be different. It'll be a transformance in your uh in your coaching. You'll be a lot more humble. You can see things differently than um yelling at a kid and calling time out and then just rah, 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 rah. You'll actually bring him over. Hey, have a seat for a second. I'm gonna show you where you messed up at. But hey, come on. Then you look, then you think about what about that kid that does know what to do. I just need him in for a second so I can explain to him and he don't lose his cool because we know how kids are. They right. lose their cool, they out of the game. They That's they it. not the same kid they still well go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. Um and, and I just wanna, man, that is amazing, bro, just to hear you say, um, you have a relationship with God, man, and you, the Lord has transformed you even in coaching, man. It, hey, I salute, brother. I mean, it's, it's it's been a few years where I've been really just increased, where I've been intentional. I'm going to say it that way, where I've been intentional. I've always right. had a relationship with God. Before, for the most part, it was his relationship with me and right. me just kind of being present but not participatory. Right. But for the last... I would say right before COVID, probably 2019, uh -huh. I really have been forcing myself, and now it's not even a force, but at the time I was forcing myself to read the Bible, to to intimately get to know him and lean on him because I'm not, I'm not an open person. I do do a lot of things independently and I try to carry things on my own. Uh -huh. And I got to a point where I just couldn't anymore. Like literally, I there were things I could not control that I tried right. to control and it was not possible. And right. so I had to lean on to the only other thing I knew because I was right. raised Christian. My grandma input into me when you don't know right. the answer God does. So right. I, I went to her because that's where I'm supposed to go. When I don't like, when I don't know the answer, that's who I went to. And she was like, right. I can't help you, but here's these 10 scriptures that may be able to help you a little bit. So read these, see how you feel, pray about them, see what answers you get, and then come back to me and we can discuss just the scriptures. Cause I can't help you with hey, the problem. You have already surpassed what I know. Um, right. And in doing that, I got to a point where I really did understand the, like you said earlier, come to God with everything. And in my right. head, everything was everything. And then the implied part was big. Everything big come right. to me. But he really right. meant like, you don't like traffic? Come to me with your dysfunction in traffic. Come to me yes. with how, how you don't like the fact that you have to go to the bathroom 17 times a day. Come to me right. with the fact that you don't really like cooking, but you have to eat every day. So right. you need clarity on whether you should eat out or cook. Like go go right. like come to me with all of the things. Yes. And once I did that, it became second nature to just talk to him about every little life problem. Yeah. And then it became second nature to, oh, well, I've had that problem and God gave me this answer two weeks ago. So now I don't, I don't have to go to him again. I can. He's there. He's available. Right. He already gave me the answer for that problem. Let me go to him with something different. Or let right. me make sure that this situation is the same situation as the last situation. Yes, and then sir. it's constant. Then living like God or living as if 
trying to be more like him every day, striving to be more like him every day, just becomes doing what you've already known to do because he told you already. And so it becomes second nature after a while. And so you don't want to scream because it's unnecessary. And then you feel peace. And there's I've told people over the last year, there's not a better feeling than peace. Man. (laughs) Man, and his peace is so soothing, man. Oh, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I love it, bro. That's exactly how he wants us. He wants to come to him with everything. And 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 that's how he transforms us. And 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 the things he show us, um, I want to say this: it is not even just for us because it's someone he's gonna have you minister to, that's gonna been uh, went through something that you went through. He he put us here to worship him and help others, um, to help know him. And man, yes sir, yes sir. Right, and that. So how do you get to that point? How do you get? confident enough in who you are to share words on God's behalf? I don't know if I phrased that right, but that's the question I'm asking. Um, Because a lot of people, when you listen to people, they, they talk worldly wisdom. Um, they talk their own knowledge, but God's word is truth. His word is final. Um, his word it's definite. So, um, man, you just hear a lot of mistalking and misquoting of the word, and it's just be bubbling in your spirit that you have to give them what the Lord says about that situation. And once they try what the Lord has said, then they will see that it is true. And I give him all the glory because it's not me. Um, but, man, I, I don't know. It's just it's a fire in me to want to give people what the Bible says, what God says about a situation. Because the Bible says worldly wisdom is wicked wisdom. It's demonic. So people thinking that they be given good wisdom, but if it don't align with the Bible, the Bible says that it's wicked. Because it's our own understanding. It says lean not on your own understanding, but acknowledge me and I will direct your path. So, man, I just... I just love giving God's wisdom because his wisdom is true. Have you ever been rejected? Have you ever been like God told me to talk to this person and that person just was not receiving what God told you to tell them? Yes. What's yes. that reaction yes. like? Um, at first, at first I used to try to force it. Like I used to try to, uh, really dig in deep, but then God showed me his word. So I go back to his word on everything. Whenever I feel rejected or, or I had an issue with it, I'm like, okay, Lord. So he showed me, he said, you just plant the seed. Someone else will water it and I'll be the one to make it grow. So. Okay, I'm gonna stop you right there. Say that one more time, just for everybody who missed it the first time. The Bible says that you know, you plant the seed, which is give him the, the seed. Seed is the word of God. So you just plant the seed. Someone else will water it and he'll be the one that makes it grow. So that takes all the pressure off of you. Because, you know, we want to do our assignment so well. We want to know, okay, Lord, you told me to do this. 
But see, you gotta understand what he said. I told you to tell them. I didn't tell you to make them believe. I didn't tell you to force yourself on them to where they give you confirmation that they receive. I just told you to tell them. So you, you plant the seed. Someone else will come along and water it, and I will be the one that make it grow. So, man, that's the pressure that's so released off of you. It, it makes it easy to speak to people. Yeah, that wasn't, it makes for, it that wasn't for y'all listeners. That was for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> I said repeat it for the people who didn't understand, but I need him to repeat that just for me personally. That wasn't for y'all. I apologize that I needed that, but I needed that just for me, and I'm that's going to stay in there. Amen. Amen. Um, and when you get a chance, man, just go back and um read that. Um, and whenever you whenever a person wants to know uh exact scripture, just say the words that, that go with it and Google it. It'll pop up the that exact Bible verse because I can't quote it by the verse, but it is in the word. And um you can just type in those words, uh plant the seed, I'll water it. Hit, pull it up, it's going to come up, boom. And, uh, man, the word of God is powerful, man. It's, man. And just little tips for the listeners, man. Whenever you're facing a situation or you want some wisdom or knowledge about something, go to the word of God first before you go to anybody so that you may know what the Bible says so you'll know when the enemy is trying to speak to you on that situation. That makes it easy for you to reject the devil because you know what the Bible says. And you can just go to Google. For those that, you know, beginners at it, go to Google, type in Bible verses on frustration, Bible verses on confusion, Bible verses on faith, Bible verses on Halloween, Bible verses on whatever it is. And it's going to pop up. The, the Lord is going to reveal to you it's going to be a lot of them. You could just go down through it and whichever one speaks to your spirit, um, read it. Go to the Lord with it. Man. So he's he's talking about First Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 9 for those of y'all who uh -huh. are not going to take the work in and Google it. 1 Corinthians 6, <laughs> 3, through 6, uh, 3, 6 through 9. Um, which makes sense because 1 Corinthians, if you... I've told somebody this before. If you really have trouble reading the Bible and want to start somewhere, someone told me to start with John. I say start with 1 Corinthians because it, <laughs> it'll give you your life real quick. Yes, sir. Not a super long yes, book. It'll just it'll, right. it'll give it to you real quick. And then you can go to John because John gives you the whole story of Jesus. And it's, right. it's an interesting read, John is, for sure. Right. And, okay. And, and those that are seeking for uh, wisdom and knowledge, read the book of Proverbs. It is deep. It is in there. Yes. Yeah. And I, so I don't, I don't recommend Proverbs. So if you're not ready for Proverbs, <laughs> <laughs> Proverbs can put you in a real dark place if you ain't all the way ready for it. Well, it will check you. You hear me? It'll put you in check. Uh, but. On a serious note, I, I, this wasn't where I was expecting the talk to go. But, you know, sometimes you get on things like this and you, you open your mouth. And I, I said when I started the podcast, I was opening because God has told me to start a podcast. This is, I'm going on year number four 
where God said right. start. And I said, well, I really have nothing to talk about. I don't know what people want to hear. Um, But you can ask anybody really close to me, and they'll tell you. It's been about four years I've been talking about starting a podcast. And so I said, um, on my birthday, I said, I'm going to start. I'm going to just ask people to be guests, and I'm going to just let the conversation go where it needs to go, and I'm going to listen to God's word and let him lead. And so that's what I try to do with every – So I. I send everybody the same list of 17 questions and I don't think I've asked the question off that list of 17. So <laughs> I, I feel like I have to. Right. How do you feel like you being a public servant? So you're a pastor where, and as a pastor, I'm sure you take on people come to you with their problems, with their insecurities. How do you hold all of that and continue to regulate your own mental health? Um, sometimes you have to just find that time to just shut off everything, get you together. Like I said, you, you, you pray about it. You just ask God to give you peace in your heart and your mind. And you just, you just, sometimes you just have to cut out a certain amount of time to just gather yourself. Um, because you can get overwhelmed and you can get drained by listening to so many different problems. Right. Um, so you have to push, pull back for a minute and gather yourself and, and get back at it, man. The Lord, uh, the Bible said, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Um, we just wait upon him to strengthen us, man, and, and keep going. Who do you, so who do you listen to? Like who feeds you? spiritually like do you have pastors or church sermons or like who who do you listen to to really get your feel of the word um i actually i want to say um dr tony evans i listen to him but i'm under a prophet her name is dr jolene whitaker um she's out of based out of new york um She's a prophetess. Um, she's anointed, man, and she gives you the word uncut. She doesn't do a whole lot of entertainment and musicals. Um, not into that. Um, I just want the unadulterated word. I want the word. Give me and see the thing with prophets is the Lord reveals a lot of things to them. And a person has to be fully anointed and committed, submitted fully to get that revelation and get those dreams. And, and I trust her. Um, I listen to her and uh, Jonathan Shuttlesworth. He's in Pennsylvania. Um, Revival Today Church. Um, when I tell you, they speak the word with boldness. Um, they're not trying to be friends with the world. They're not afraid to offend people if it doesn't align with the word of God, like, period. And COVID showed me a lot about the pastors that um, that we, we have been watching and looking at uh, over the years and that we maybe even looked up to. COVID showed and revealed a lot of things. Um, 
that people wasn't really living up to the word of God as they say. Um, and and I why I listen to him, man, and and they just, man, they anointed, man, and you can see it, you can feel it. Um, I've even traveled to see them, like um, Prophetess Jolene Whitaker. She was in Florida. I traveled to Florida, me and my wife and my child. Um, and when you can go fifteen hours away and walk into a church, and on the second day, she comes out the back and calls me by name. That was amazing to me. That was God to me. You know, she comes out and says, I don't know where he's at, but I have a word for Tory. Man, it was a beautiful feeling, man. I felt the anointing, man. And man, walking God feels good, man. But those are the two I I I I uh I follow and I listen to, I get poured into. And like I said, uh uh Tony Evans. Um yeah. Okay. So I, I know Dr. Evans. He's local. He's Dallas. Um, right. I haven't heard of the other two, but I'm definitely going to look them up and see what they have to say. So you brought up masks. How does your religion affect your politics or does it affect your politics at all? Um, it, it, um, it very much does affect it. Uh, God is in everything. God created everything. Excuse me. He created everything. So we have to pay attention um, for his politics. Who is speaking and um, passing bills that align with the word of God? Who are passing bills that, that go against the word of God? Um, and that's what I pay attention to. Words are important. Uh, the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Um, those who love him shall eat his fruit. So we got to pay attention to words that are being spoken by certain people, um, especially in leadership. And if it doesn't align with the word of God, I'm not in line with them. So has there ever been a time where you were supporting a side politically and then realized that that was contrary to your religious beliefs? I don't want to say no, because I always listen first. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, yeah, I can. I not this year, but I would say the last president. Okay. Uh, the before this one, <laughs> this one right here is some some else. But <laughs> so we're talking about Donald Trump. Yeah. No, we're talking about Obama. Okay, President Obama. Okay. Yeah. So I was all for it in the beginning. And I'm being honest, I was all for it in the beginning. But as the as I draw closer to God, he revealed to me that that wasn't it. Um Right. And so I I've gotten to a point where I'm conflicted, honestly. Obviously, when President Obama was his second term, I was able to vote for him. Um, and I voted for him again, but I've, I've gotten to a point where I'm able to separate my, I don't even want to say separate. I'm able to realize that our country can't run based on my morals and my religion and my spirituality and my relationship with God. 
because our country is built on religious freedom. And so I feel like if God doesn't force me to choose him, who am I to force someone else to choose him? Right. And if we make laws based on one religion, which I would support, so no abortion. That's a Christian law. I yes, agree sir. with that because I am a Christian. Right. Um, Anti-LGBTQ marriages, I would have to, as a Christian, I have to agree with that. The Bible says that is a sin. Right. But our country where laws are presented is in a Christian nation. We are a religious free nation. So I've said either our government has to say we are religiously Christian. We have a national religion or we don't and then stop passing laws that are religious. How do you how do you rectify that um that balance? Um well first uh, our nation was founded on Christian morals. Mm-hmm. Um it was founded on that. And um um even the constitution. That's why they're pushing to do away with the Constitution because it holds Christian morals. If we lived, I understand it's you know free religion. You know you do, you can worship who you want to. That's where the Bible takes us back to free will. But me personally, I can't separate it. Um, it's 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 no way that I can separate it. Now God has an order and this nation is trying to find a way to get out of God's order. Once we get out of God's order, we have no order. No order brings chaos. Chaos brings destruction. Um, so I can't separate it. Um, I would I would just hope that everybody come to find the, and know the knowledge of Christ so that we can live the life that he designed for us to live. Um, because the Bible says, uh, Every knee shall bow. Right. Every mouth will confess that Jesus is Lord. Um, he didn't say, you know, certain religions, you know, they they he said every knee is gonna bow. Um, so I just stand on that, man. And um I'm like I said, I'm with you with the no abortions. The world wanna push that um this choice. So why not make the choice to have say six? How about let's promote marriage? you know, before babies, let's, you know, instead of just let's slaughter babies in the womb, you know, but, um, man, that's, that's a good question, brother, because, um, it's an eye opener to the world, um, that certain, certain things that people practice is not of God and it's not about, it's not of his order. Right. Right. And I, like I said, for me, it's the, the more my relationship with God gets super close and super intimate, the more difficult it's become for me to vote because I actually have to research every candidate and figure out every, and then I usually end up voting for the least popular candidate. So it's (laughs) not the two major parties. I'm voting for some independent person because they align with what 
But I've always, I've always said, I feel like everybody in America should vote for who they believe aligns best with their morals and values. True. And then the person who aligns with the most morals and values will win. At least the popular vote. I can't get into the Senate counts and the House of that. It's a different thing when you get there. But on a local level, popular vote wins. And right. so if everybody's voting for what's their best interest, then what's in the best interest of the most people, if everyone votes, will win. Um, right. And so I always vote my best interest. I always vote what I believe is best for me. And I hope that everyone else does the same. Right. But so, what I think people are doing is they are voting from emotions. Yeah. They're voting off emotions. They're not even looking at the bills or what they say. You know, they're not looking at the numbers, the statistics. They're not looking at uh, what they have done in the past um, to even trust what they're trying to do in the future. They just move off emotions. Everybody's watching the media and letting the media decide what they do. Yeah. And the media's job is to make money. I think people forget that. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> if you're watching the news, their job is to get you to watch. Yeah. They don't care how you vote. Nope. They don't care what story they tell. They want to mm -hmm. get as many people watching them as possible. Yeah. So they can get ad deals and sponsorship deals and raise the price of it. So if you're letting the media decide who you vote for, you're letting money decide who you vote for, which means the party with the most money is going to win. Right. And that that is why our two-party system doesn't work. But that's a whole different, that's yeah. a whole <laughs> different conversation. Yes, so sir. I think... I don't want to take up too much of your time. So I, I've, I've, this, this conversation has been super enlightening. Like I've been thinking the whole time, how am I going to move this up to be the next one that comes out <laughs> without offending people that I talked to two weeks ago by pushing them back a week um, or two weeks or three weeks. Uh, but one question I ask everybody or one statement I give at the end is, if you had one public service announcement, so just you as someone who is talking to the world, what is one thing you would tell everybody? I would tell them, repent of your sins, get a relationship with Jesus Christ because the King is coming back. And I want to ask him to expound on that so much, but that it really is that simple. Like just repent, which means turn from your ways yes. towards God. And get a relationship. Start talking. You can't have a relationship without communication. Communicate yeah. with God. That yeah. means talk to him and then open your ears and listen to him. Yeah. Because at some point, whether you do or not, he is going to come. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. I would hate for you to be left down here on earth while the rest of us is floating towards heaven. Yes, sir. That seven years is gonna be some crucial. <laughs> and I just yeah. And, yes, and eternity sir. is much worse. Yes, sir. Ain't no turning back in eternity. Hey, where you going? Where you decide to to, to live eternity? Because once you get to eternity, you're there to stay. And I know so, some yeah, of y'all don't even like seatbelts, so and y'all y'all can't commit real good. So eternity just 
Man, <laughs> man. And I, I, like I said, I would say repent. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Build that relationship because he's coming back. Also, to those who believe and know Christ, um, that speaks about God a lot, make sure that he is your Lord and Savior. A lot of people accept Jesus as their Savior, but is he your Lord? Is he the ruler of your life? Um, everybody say, Jesus saved me, but are we living according to what he say do? Don't try to be perfect. He's going to make you perfect the more you get close to him. Right. He saves you as you are. Yep. He changes you when he's your Lord. Yes, sir. That's it. That's it. So. That's it. So to those of you saying he's your Lord and Savior, we know when you lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how I'm gonna leave it. We know when you lie because we've been yes, there. Sir. And yes, so sir. we know what the difference looks like. We know what it feels like. We know how you interact differently. Yes, sir. So I, I wanna thank you for coming on. I know I didn't get I didn't get to the 17 questions I sent you. I hope I didn't catch you off guard with too many. Nah, man, it was good, man. I enjoyed myself here, man. But I feel like this is what was needed, just a nice, relaxed conversation where I feel like it was simple enough that a, at a lot of people who may not, because you're the first pastor, not the first pastor I asked, because I wasn't right. even sure you were a pastor. That could have been a rumor I made up in my head. <laughs> but you're the first pastor to come on. And so I, got, I, I had to get all my questions that I didn't right. have all the answers to out. And right. so you I'm I'm hoping that our audience listens on accident on purpose. Yes, sir. That God will yes, trick sir. some people into hearing this this particular podcast. Right. After right. getting pulled in by somebody else. And they'll get a word because you gave us so many nuggets of just the realistic and the simplistic the simplistic way of right starting a relationship, sustaining a relationship with God so that you have foundation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it, for those of y'all who missed it the first time, I'm going to give y'all a third time around. He said, if you plant the seed, this is going to be in the show notes too, y'all. If you plant <laughs> the seed, someone else will water it. Meaning you don't have to do all the work for yourself. Mm -hmm. Do do just the part God told you to do. You plant the seed. Yeah. Someone else will water it. And then you've done once you do what God has told you to do, it is up to him to keep his promise. Yes, sir. And yes, I, sir. he don't he don't renege on his promises. Yeah, no, no. So once you've done what he told you to do, once you planted the seed, someone else will water it and he will grow it. And all you yeah. have to do at that point is watch. Yes, sir. That's what he yes, said. Sir. Yes, sir. And I, yeah. I want to tell you that blessed my soul. Glory and it's going to be three or four people who hear that and they yeah. wake up and they 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 click on big game ministries yeah. and they and they really receive what you have to give because I 
if I didn't know it before today, God <laughs> is 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 really building something in yes, big game ministries. Y'all have that. two books from your wife. Yes. Y'all have services on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Y'all have Bible study on Wednesdays on Facebook or YouTube. Just go to Big Game Ministries. Click the subscribe button so that they get the follow and so that you get the notification because you're missing out otherwise. If you want yes, un unadulterated, unfiltered words straight from God through Pastor Tori Terrell, you will receive what you come for. Yes, Even sir. if you didn't know that's what you was there for. Yes, because sir. that's what happened when I opened up my Zoom on my laptop. <laughs> he came in and took control and God worked through him to give me my own personal message. Y'all was, was just listening to him talk to me. So I appreciate y'all listening again. I yes, hope y'all go and follow so that y'all can receive your own personal word for you. Um, do you have anything else to share with the people, Pastor Tori? Um, yeah, I want to add that I also do t-shirts. Um, I design t-shirts also, so you can go on Facebook at T Me Up Designs. Um, I just kicked it off. Um, we do uh team logos. Um, we do hats. Uh, we do Christian um, shirts, uh, Bible verses, different designs, um, all righteous wear. Um, you can even customize your own order. Um, and we only do righteous wear. We don't put nothing vulgar. We would not design your vulgar T-shirt. We wouldn't do that. But you can look us up on, on Facebook at Team Me Up Designs, the, the website is in the making. And um, yeah, man, let me serve you, man. Do the do the shirts for you. Uh, school logos, high school, uh, your personal basketball team. We do family reunion shirts, whatever it is. Uh, all look that, us up on all that. He said, let him serve you. True public servant words. Yes, sir. To the core. Yes, sir. All right. Um, yes. My wife's name is Desiree Terrell. Uh, she's always right by my side. She just walked in a while ago. So <laughs> Desiree Terrell is the one who wrote the two books. Yes, sir. Your faith yes, is stronger sir. than your fear. Consecrating with the Lord, a 30-day Jesus diary where you can yes, take sir. notes, read along, really, really have really build your relationship with God. One of those is something I use to really get closer to God. And if you use it, mm -hmm. it works. Yes, sir. So, yes. Consecration with the Lord. Your faith is stronger than your fear by Desiree Terrell. Go get those yes. on Amazon books or Big Game Ministries website. You can yes. also add them on Facebook and YouTube Live to get their... Yes messages their services on tuesdays and thursdays i'm gonna keep repeating this because somebody is gonna skip through and miss it <laughs> yes sir and thursdays and wednesdays for bible studies yes sir we appreciate you pastor terrell and from every time i see you from now even when you're wearing the black and white when i'm when i'm complaining right about your calls at the game i'm pastor terrell <laughs> <laughs>
but I'm a I'm I'm a complain to the past in the middle <laughs> of the game with the referee. I just want you to know ahead of time. But I thank I you it. again for coming on. This was perfect. It was exactly what God asked me for. And so I appreciate you taking time to out of your day to come and do this with us. Man, I'm thankful for you having me, man. I enjoyed myself, brother. Yes, sir. Thank y'all for listening. And that has been Public Servants Announcements. Yeah, man, go ahead and bow your head. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you right now. Father, we bow at your feet. We come into the throne of grace. Father, we just thank you. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you bless us all, Father, with your anointing, with your power, with your wisdom, and your knowledge in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I ask that you touch this broadcast, Father God, and every person that is listening, Father, I ask that you reveal yourself to them in a personal way with clarity, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father, I ask that you bless Brother Shelman and his podcast, Father God. Father, I declare your word, your word says, do not despise my small beginnings, Father. So as it continues to go, Father God, I ask that you continue to grow it. In Jesus' name, I declare and decree Isaiah 54 and 17 over this broadcast that no weapon formed against it shall prosper, and we shall condemn every slander and tongue that rise up against it in judgment. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, we love you and we thank you. We ask you to continue to walk with us daily, talk with us daily, Father, ask that you allow us to draw closer to you, Father God, because your word says as we draw closer to you, you grow, you draw closer to us. So, Father, I ask you bless us all and continue to love on us and strengthen us in your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.